You know, I was preaching last uh, when it was Thursday night about lukewarmness. Uh, I was kind of going to go that way, but you know, I was walking to a lady's house yesterday, and when I got to her door, God spoke to me, and you know, He told me something, Amen. And I said, "You ask me." Start with Lanny, okay? Where is your faith? Now, I don't want to preach the faith that you see people preach today when it's all about how you can get everything from God and God's going to give you everything you want and uh, he'll take care of everything you need. I'm talking about a faith to walk for God. I'm talking about a faith when you're going through the trials and troubles and tests that God is there to deliver you. Amen? I'm starting to realize that faith isn't the most important thing now. It is. Jesus said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For those that come to God must believe that he is, and is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Not half-heartedly seek him. Not once a week seek him. <laughs> not just on Sunday seek him. Diligently. Knocking. Constantly. God, I need you. God, I, ha- I gotta ha- I'm going through this, God. I-, I have some things I need to deal with, God. Come on, praise God. Knock, and it shall be opened. Seek, and you shall find. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Do you know who said that? Jesus himself. And my Lord, don't lie. <laughs> Amen. But I want to talk about this morning, where is your faith? And let me get my little things open. If you want to turn me to Matthew chapter 6, real quick, verse 30, and we're going to talk about faith this morning. Not, listen, the thing that God has been drilling me more than anything else is that if my people would believe me, all things are possible. If you can believe him this morning, whatever you're dealing with this morning, listen, I was talking to a lady yesterday, but when I cut my hair, and we're talking about, you know, faith and stuff. You know what? I have some children I'm worried about today. But I'm not. <laughs> you understand that? I have some children I'm praying for. But I'm not fearful. Because they're going through a, a rebellion against God. They're fighting God. But you know, God has promised me if I ask anything in his name, he would do it. So I had to lay my confidence in what I'd have asked God for. <laughs> Come on, somebody. If God promised me he'd give it to me, then it's coming, right? My confidence is in my faith and what I placed before the Lord. How many got that this morning? So I'm not worried, Brother Allen. I'm not worried because they're coming. (laughs) I'm not going to leave one hoof, as Moses told Pharaoh, behind. So you can leave Moses, Pharaoh told Moses, you can go, but you're going to leave your cattle and your sheep. He said, I ain't going without my cattle and sheep. I am not going without my, what, I, what God has blessed me with. I am not leaving without one child. When my children are coming. My grandchildren are coming. My sons-in-laws and daughter-in-laws and whoever they're going to be is coming. I'm not going to leave without them. Come on, Holy Ghost. I am standing on God's word. He promised if I would ask. Now, is he going to do it just because I said I believe? No, no. It's an action. It's something I got to, pro- I got to stand on, praise God. I'm not going to doubt God. Y'all heard me say that already. That scripture stuck in my mind. Thy, thy word is settled in heaven. God's promises are settled. Not one is going to be lost. Not one. What about what Jesus said about faith? Please. I'm asking you today, where's your faith? You know, we throw that word around like it's, you know, it's part of Christian conversation. Oh, I just have faith. No, just believe God. Well, okay. Well, what does that mean? You ever ask somebody, you tell me to believe. What does that mean? Well, just believe God. Just trust him. Show me how. Have, 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 has the word established faith in my life or man? Is it, is it a word that's just thrown like, oh, you know, uh, I'm a Christian. God's love. You know, we throw these words around like they're, they're, they're almost nothing no, no more. But to believe is to sur- totally trust in God's word and what he said. I've been getting more to this, more and more into this because I feel, talk about me, okay, my own life. 
that I have to settle myself into what God said. Come on, somebody. Not what Lanny says. Not what Lanny thinks. Not what a preacher thinks. What God says. <laughs> you know what? When I get to heaven, there won't be me and the preacher. <laughs> That's going to be me and Jesus. It's going to be me and what he said. Okay. Verse 30 says this. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today, is, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into an oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Jesus said, if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed. I, I, I was telling Janice that this morning. I'm telling you what. Uh, that's small. You can move a mountain. Oh, he's just... Then that's what the church is doing today. They're just spiritualizing everything away. No, he said, you can move a mountain. A little mountain. Say, on the sycamore tree, be thou plucked up and be cast into the sea. That's a real tree. Oh, it's, it's spiritually speaking. You know what? We didn't preach faith right out of the church. We, we didn't spiritualize everything. You know what I'm saying? I heard a, a preacher, and it kind of discouraged me. Oh, he said... God, God heals. If he doesn't heal now, he'll heal in heaven. Oh, of course he's gonna, you'll be in heaven. You'll be all healed. But he's talking about now. He's talking about healing now. And we just explained it away. If you don't get healed, God will heal you in heaven. You know, you know that's known as taking doubt into the heart of believers and say, well, I'll just soon be satisfied being sick because I'll be healed in heaven. No, it's now. There's promises now. You're living on this earth, walking on this earth. There's promises now. Sure, you're going to be in healed. Everybody's healed in heaven. Everybody's well in heaven. There's nobody sick up there. But you know what's happening? Because we ain't got enough faith to believe in healing today. We ain't got enough faith to believe in the power of God. So we just explain everything's going to take place in heaven. So if it don't happen here, don't worry about it. It's going to happen in heaven. That sounds good. But what about now? What about that lost, lost loved one now? What about that, that disease now? What about that virus or whatever they got now? Yeah. What about broken homes and broken families now? Okay. Do, are you a believer? <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say it again. Are you a believer? Everybody raise their hand. I know everybody in here believes in God. Yes. <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs> That's where I'm drawing at today. The devil believes and he trembles, the Bible says. But God's people have to believe in what God said. Yes. And what he promised. Okay. It says in verse 31. Well, when he, after he says, oh, ye little faith. Lanny Hayes has been of little faith. My faith has changed in the last six months. Because my whole walk is so focused upon what he said. I don't know why he don't, let, he don't want me to let it go. I, I know why. But why, so, why is it he persistently targets me with that? Because he doesn't want me to doubt. <laughs> And as the pastor of this church, I'm responsible to tell you not to doubt. If God said it, that settles it, right? Yeah. The word says it, it settles it. It ain't going to change because of me and you. You have to learn that. And I've got to learn that if God said it, it, it settles it. There's nothing. Listen, if you're a child of God, you've asked God for something, it's settled. Not just because you say you believe you have, to set, you have to put your feet and settle in and, and say, this is what the word says. Whatever the circumstance looks like, I'm going to believe God. Hallelujah. Whatever the trials come and troubles come, because they will come. Jesus said they will come. You have to believe God. Amen. You have to settle in on the word of God. I believe because he said it. Oh, ye of little faith, in the very end of that verse, in verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what we shall eat or what we shall drink. Or what should we show? How many of us, that's most of our worries? <laughs> oh, sure. 
What are we going to eat, Lord? How are we going to pay our bills, Lord? What are we going to wear, Lord? What are we going to drive, God? Well, that's most of our, our worries. How are we going to make it, God? And you know, I, I can read this and I see the confidence in Christ. Don't worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat or what you're going to, you know, you know what I'm saying? If he, if he cares for the little sparrows that fall out of him, how much more are you better than a bird? You ever seen, <laughs> you ever seen a bird worry? You ever seen a bird on, on, on stress pills and <laughs> depression pills? Anxiety. You ever see a bird? You ever see him worry? You know how many metric tons they measured would feed? I don't know how many metric tons of food birds eat every day. All types. The metric, it's, a, it's amazing. You can't fabricate. You're talking about tons. Birds eat little seeds, brother, little worms. That weighs into tons and tons of food every day the birds have it. Every day. They don't have to go to Walmart. They don't have to look for a food stamp card or nothing. They don't have to worry about it. Go to the government. Everything is there for them. And Jesus says it like this. He says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. First seek the kingdom of God. <laughs> Watch. Wait. Watch. First seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and some of these things will be out of thee. All the things I just read you that you worry about every day, every day, every day. He said, don't worry about that. Seek me first. Seek my righteousness. No one, I'll take care of you. I'll watch Obi. <laughs> and, and you know what? We're all guilty. But lately, I've been finding my faith growing stronger. I told Janice, I'm not worried anymore. Listen, we have a business. Sometimes we don't make no money. But the bills don't ever stop. I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> Seriously, I've gotten to the place, you know, I'm not as concerned. Because God has did it every time. He has met our need every time. We're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars. She's not lying to you. Uh, every month. Got to pay the insurances. You got to pay the products. You got to pay the bills. You got your own house you got to worry about. You got to, listen, it, it, it ain't easy. But never has he let me down. Since 2011, every dollar has been provided for. I let God down. I went borrow money one time. God cut my heart to peace. You telling people to believe me? You're going to go borrow money for your business for three weeks, man? I was a miserable creature, man. Just in my side, just by myself. And God said, "Oh God, I'm so ashamed of myself. How could I tell people to believe when I'm not going to believe?" So from that point on, I'm telling you. There's something happening. Something in my life happening. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I want to get close to God. I want to get close to his word. I want to know what he says. Not what he says. Not what this church says. What Jesus says. Amen. You were singing it today. It's all about Jesus. Yep. <laughs> it's all about the Lord. This whole ministry here is all about Jesus. We don't see the chairs full, but it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Everything we do here is about Jesus. If Jesus is not glorified, listen, I was telling somebody, how stupid would it sound if I put it that change the name ministry? Lanny Hayes, full gospel healing ministry. How stupid would that sound? They, preachers do it all the time, right? The name's over that. So and so ministries, this and that ministries. You see it. It's time we take those names off the, the, the ministries and put Jesus' ministries or building a house ministry, rock ministries, whatever. Take the name off. It's not about me. Amen. It's not about how good I look or where my name is. You want to go to heaven? Don't shake my hand. You just shake a donkey still. That's what I tell everybody. It ain't going to get you anywhere. But it's all about Jesus. It's all about Somebody go wake up in here and praise God. It's all about Jesus. There you go. <laughs> he says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, I'm dealing with that right now. Tomorrow. I said, God, what about, forget about tomorrow. Son, today, this is my day. This is the Lord's day. Don't worry about tomorrow. It says, for tomorrow will not worry about 
its own things or things of itself. Sufficient for the day it is own, in its own trouble. Listen, we better take care of the day. We better take care now. Tomorrow could change the whole thing. Tomorrow might not even be as bad as you're thinking about it. I've had things happen. I'm worried about tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be rough, man. I mean, everything's falling. Listen, I, my life's <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, it's nothing like what I thought. <laughs> Spent up all night sometimes. Can't sleep because I'm worried about tomorrow. When I get tomorrow, get there, it's nothing like what I thought it would be. I could have slept. <laughs> <laughs> I could have had peace. Sweet rest. Sweet sleep. Tomorrow is not going to change your life. Now. Today is sufficient enough. Come on, somebody. It happens so, so often. So many people planning for their retirement, planning for their future. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm talking about. But some of them don't even make it. You know how many people are dying right now, younger and younger? Cost every day. I have people, a lot of them boys I grew up with, man, seriously. Most of them all dead. And if, before their 50s, now I'm starting to see a lot of people in their 50s going, I'm in my 50s. I ain't ready to die. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't want to die, brother. I, I, I want to live, man. I want to, I want to get, I want to, until Jesus comes back, I want to grow old. Dying. Hallelujah. Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse, turn me to chapter 8 real quick. And I'm going to read some verses. Matthew. Chapter 8. Peter. And the disciples, well, no, it's not. This verse, I want to talk about the satyrian. Now, the, the man came to Jesus to ask Jesus to heal his servant. And this is a satyrian. This is a Roman soldier. Now, mind you, uh, a Roman soldier was not red. He, could, he was a Gentile. Uh, there's a couple of people in the Bible that Jesus came to Jesus was Gentiles. The woman that had the, 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 the daughter that had a demon possessed. And she turned around and Jesus uh, said, it's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. And Jesus wasn't trying to insult her. But God made a promise to the Jewish people. He would first come. But they rejected him. The Jews rejected him. The woman said, yes, Lord, but the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Listen, we, we, she just wanted some crumbs, man. She said, great is your faith, woman. Go, your daughter is delivered. This Eutherian soldier comes and he has a servant. He probably had a, was a slave maybe, right? And he loved that, that slave or that servant. And he came to Jesus. He said, Lord, he said, uh, my servant laid it only, he said. And well, Jesus said, I'm going to go and heal him. He said, no, no. He said, only speak the word. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he marveled. Jesus was amazed at that man's faith. Ain't that what I'm saying this morning? If we'd only believe his word. If we'd only believe what he says. And he says here, watch. In verse uh, 10. How many want to learn about faith this morning? I mean, real faith. Faith that moved the heart of Jesus. <laughs> when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those that will follow him, Surely I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith. No, not in Israel. And I'm going to bring it back. And will he come back when people that are not saved come have demonstrated more faith than the Christian? Come and say, I want God to help me. I know I don't have no right to what he has, but I'm asking him to help me. And it moved the heart of Jesus. The people that could have had it, Ray, rejected it. 
And this man moved the heart of Jesus and marveled that Jesus, listen, his faith was so great. Listen, I feel so wonderful when I'm praying and I could feel faith. You ever felt that? Feel it? <laughs> when I feel it, the presence of God starts moving. <laughs> this morning, we were praying, me and Janice, and I could feel it, man. I was just sitting in my little corner at my house, and I could feel it. I could feel it. I was feeling it when you all were singing a while ago. I was feeling it. I was feeling faith. People say, well, I got faith. No, no, it's faith got you. Does faith got you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, the preacher said, no, I don't care what the preacher said. Does faith have you? And people say, well, what kind of faith? I'm not talking about man's faith. I'm not talking about some preacher's uh, uh, opinion about faith. I'm talking about God's faith. This satyrian soldier demonstrated God's faith. Come on, somebody. He just said, Lord, only speak. If I'm a soldier on the authority and I say to one, go here, or go there. What he was saying, Jesus, I recognize your authority is greater than mine. I can't make you go where I want you to go. And this was a, a satirian. He had many men under him. But he would not command Jesus because he knew Jesus' authority was greater than his. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when I come to him, I realize who's, who's got the authority. I was telling James, I was talking about creation. I said, do you realize how magnificent and powerful is the universe? Evolution teaches that, well, a little space no bigger than a dot on this book, a period on this page, all of a sudden exploded. <laughs> You've got to be joking. Not no bigger than a dot, Ray, a period on this, the page of this, this Bible. It's all of a sudden it exploded. And it, it made the vast universe. It exploded in, oh, you've got to be joking. Everything that I could possibly think, life itself, the existence of everything that's there. I mean, the ocean. The ocean, 90-some percent of the ocean, it hasn't even been explored yet. You don't know what's in that. Listen, life, abundant, came from nothing bigger than a period on a page. I thought to myself, how dumb. Basically, nothing made everything. That's what they're telling us in the school. And that's supposed to be education. That's supposed to be smart people. When you can put more faith in a dot than you can in a living God. In the beginning, God created everything. They say in the beginning, nothing made it. What makes sense to you? Do we know? Listen, praise God. There is nothing he cannot do. He can take this building and move it across the street if he wants. That's how powerful he is. He's God. The power and glory that he possesses is amazing. I can't in my mind begin what he, what, he, what he is. I know him as my Savior, but I don't know him. To know his glory, to know his presence, to know his power. To this morning, we just experienced a little bit of that. Oh, but there's much more than that. Listen. When you're going to get in heaven, you're going to make a Baptist dance, brother. Listen, <laughs> I'm serious. There ain't nothing that's going to be like what we're going to see. Oh, Jesus, the power of God, glory filling our lives every second and every minute for eternity. I can't, I can't make, fabricate that in this puny little head. But it's going to happen. <laughs> you can bank on it. His word says so. In my Father's house are many mansions. If we're not so, I've got, uh, I'd have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. What kind of place is he preparing for? He's preparing a place of worship. He's preparing a place of never to see sorrow, debt, and sickness ever again. He's preparing a place of constant presence of his life, in presence of Jesus all the time, all day long. No heartache, no, no, no pain, no suffering, no death. Oh, 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 oh. That's the kind of God I want to preach about. I don't want to preach this dead God that, oh, he lived 2,000 years ago, and he's, he was good. He's a prophet. And, you know, he, he, sometimes he comes around. <laughs> oh, please, man. <laughs> Some, sometimes he's, listen, he's ever-present. Hallelujah. You, be a, you, you a believer today? Yes. 
He's ever present. You're a Christian today. You love Jesus. You're his child. He's there. I don't care what you're going through, praise God. Listen, you can't erase the fact that Jesus is present in your life. The God I'm talking about this morning is present. Look, I got stuck there. (laughs) Listen, listen, I told Ray, I said, you know what? I wasn't a happy camper. Because when I get stuck in that dump truck, there's nothing made. You either move or you broke. You hear what I'm saying? And look, I'm not joking with you. God tested me. And I saw his handiwork. Brother Allen, they had all, I mean, I was backing up with some property. Out of all that little property I could have backed up safely, I backed up in a hole that was buried over where a tree was. I said, I mean, all that place I could have passed, and in my truck, right in the middle, boom. I said, they had pulled the tree out, and they had covered up with some good dirt, but the ground was still soft where the tree was. Out of all that property, I said, I could have backed up, and I backed up right in the stupid hole. <laughs> and look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing kumbaya either. Listen, I told you, unless you follow me for one day, I, I'm not a cursing man. But I get frustrated. Never. I, wouldn't, I don't blame God. Listen, I'm walking that road, brother. And look, I said, God, there was nobody around. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the, in the, in the boondocks, man. I said, how am I going to get out of this hole? I can't pull myself out. And look, I'm not joking with you. This really happened. Maybe five minutes after I asked God to give me help, a man came, pulled up in a truck. All of a sudden, he's a farmer. He has some tractors. <laughs> but wait, that ain't it. While he was going to get his tractor, other tractors were popping up, but two of them were coming right near me, cutting grass. <laughs> I'm telling that really <laughs> It took one little act of faith. Say, God, I can't do it. I need you, Lord. And I knew it was God. Seriously, I, I, was, I, was, I felt hopeless. How am I going to get out of here? But God intervened. Took only five minutes. Sometimes it takes a lot longer, but it took only five minutes. And many came, many big old tractor, man. Ray, someone in big old farm tractor. I mean, them big giant things, man. Oh, look. <laughs> look, when you're in this kind of business, you don't want to get stuck. And that's something I hate to do. I tried. I walk the ground sometime, put my foot on it, try, but it happens. But God intervened. And, and listen, it, it, I, I felt it. I felt God saying, listen, I'm going to get you out of this. I felt it. Man, listen, I said, there's no way. I didn't have a tract inside. Man, there was three of them. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let, let me read a few verses for you and then, and then and, I'm out re- and then I'll read a little bit more and we'll close, okay? You don't have to turn it. See, uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we know it as a faith chapter, the uh, hall of faith. Now is the substance, now is faith the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Now, we all like that. We, why are we praying for something? We, we hoping? Listen, I'm hoping for $2,800 in a couple of days from the, from, uh, the stimulus. People say, well, why? Listen, God wants to send it, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Listen, everybody else is taking it. People say, well, I, no, no. I mean, he don't want to send me. I ain't going to get it. But I haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to get it. Maybe not. But wait, no, wait. If, if the ungodly are getting it, why should I get it? Right? If the government, listen, you pay taxes, I mean, you pay, take it. They will give it to some ungodly organization anyhow. Yeah. People that murder babies and, yep. and listen, stupid stuff. They're going to give, I don't know how many millions to one country to put speed bumps on their road. How, come on, well, how's that going to stop COVID? <laughs> put speed bumps on their, on their streets. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, with the evidence, I'm hoping for it. I ain't seen it yet. But the Lord is trying to teach us something about faith. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, but not yet seen. See, a lot of people want to believe when they see. 
Right? Remember Thomas? Thomas, Thomas said, Lord, unless I see the prince in his hands and the, 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 the scar on his side, put my hand on his side, I won't believe. Thomas, the Lord said, Thomas, you believe because you've seen. The blessed are those that have not seen. Is faith about seeing or faith is, is, is knowing? My God, I'll preach. <laughs> Do you know God's going to save your family? The Lord, are you praying for your help? Do you know God's going to save him? My children are saved. Holly. Listen, I might not see it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's there. Come yeah, right. on, I feel the presence of <laughs> God. Oh, listen, I might not know, I might not see my physical eye, but it's there. Yeah. God's trying to teach you something. Okay? Romans 10, verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. But us in the modern church, faith comes by seeing, and then I believe. No, I, I listen, I, I've been in church a long time. I've watched people. They say, well, I'm believing God. And, and, and they're, they're not even serving God today, a lot of them. I'm believing God. You know, and the preachers are sitting there preaching theology to, to, to the people. You know, and tell them what this says in the Greek and that says in the Greek and this in the Hebrew and everything else. Nothing wrong with that, but come to the point. Do you believe? And God, what, is gonna, what theology does that take? How are you going to explain it away like a lot of them are doing? Some of them say, oh, the miracles are not for today. Baloney. I saw miracles. Yeah. I saw cancers here. I saw a little girl blind next day. She was with me. We were preaching at a, at a, a woman's abuse clinic. Little girl was blind. She was getting ready to have surgery for her eyes. Me and Janice prayed on She started picking things off the road, off the ground. That's her. I got a call two weeks later. The doctor said, she don't need no surgery in her eyes. Her eyes are perfect. I saw it happen. I saw no man healed of cancer overnight. I was in the hospital, and the, the doctor was talking to him and saying, saying uh, son, I uh, was telling the, uh, the man that he had to take his colon out. I make him a stomach with his colon or something. I don't know what it was. He was dying. And he was a hard old man. Listen, but he let me pray for him. The very next day, his wife called. My wife's there. Cancer was gone. Man lived 10 years after that. You know what? I went to try to preach to him. He rejected Jesus. 10 years. God gave him a grace period of 10 years. Probably in hell today. I hope not. But he, God touched him, man. Healed him of cancer. He said, told me, he said, oh, that's the biggest I've ever been in. I gained weight. He was skinny on me. He was gaining weight. Good night, my wife. Not long after I tried to preach to him, he was dead. Because he rejected Christ. You don't play with the Lord. God's given you a grace period. You better, you better take it. God says, I'm giving you 10 more years or 15 more years. Like Hezekiah. You better take it. You better do something with it. Listen, we, we're all good. We feel we're all healthy. We, we don't have no disease. And then we look at our lives and say, oh, listen, every, listen, I'm going to tell you something. It could be you. It could be you. And you're going to have to believe God. Hallelujah. I ain't got much left. Amen. Let me go to, that's uh, what I have. Again, uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 35. Ain't you blessed today? We're learning a principle, okay? <laughs> you know, when I look at this story I'm fixing to read to you, I can see Jesus with his disciples on the water, okay? Peter... In the Gospels, saw him. They thought he was a ghost. He was walking on the water. And I thought about that a while. I said, he walked on water. <laughs> oh, we read over it like it's a, a good story. Yeah. Jesus walked on water. You ever thought about that? Put his foot on water and walked. And he's walking. And the disciples are rowing their boat. Man, they're trying to get a storm is on them and. All of a sudden, uh, they see Jesus. 
says, a ghost. <laughs> and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, let me come out to you. And Peter got out. See, we criticize Peter for sinking, but he walked on water. It's when he saw the storm is when he sunk. <laughs> come on, how many of you saw, you, 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 you walking with God? Everything, when you see a storm, Hmm? And it could be anything. It could be, it could be whatever. Whatever problem you're facing. <laughs> but Peter walked on water. And all of a sudden he looks around, <laughs> like a lot of us. Oh, this, this Christian stuff is good. I, I feel good. And all of a sudden the Lord says, okay, let's test your faith a little bit. And you start seeing troubles and problems and things and everything come up. And all of a sudden you start... And all of a sudden, you sunk. <laughs> Jesus picks him up. Say, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? I've been sunk a lot of times. Hey, that's time my spiritual life is on fire, man. All of a sudden, some troubles come, problems come. I feel like my, my, my bag has been busted. My wind has come out. You just keep believing, son. Why, why you got your eyes on the storm and not on Jesus? As long as his eyes was on him, Jesus, that was okay. But there's another incident where, and I'm fixing to read, because I ain't got time to read all. <laughs> they're, 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 they're crossing, they, 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 they got in the boat, they was going to the other side of, of the sea, and all of a sudden, a storm came, right? One of them storms pop up a lot, huh? And man, them disciples, they're rowing, man, they're fighting, man, they're, they're getting ready to sink. Where's Jesus? Sleeping on a pillow. Let me read the story to you. <laughs> right. Chapter 4, verse uh, 35. On the same day when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Uh, and, and now when they had left the multitudes, they took him, they took him alone in the boat. And as he, as he, as he was... There was another little boat also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that, and I'm reading New King James, okay, so that it was ready to feel or, or sink. But when he was in, but he, but he was in the stern on a pillow, <laughs> sleeping. And they awoke him and said to him, Master or teacher, do you not care that we perish? How many of you pray like, God, don't you see the trouble I'm going through? God, don't you see what I'm facing? Don't you care? <laughs> don't you, ain't you worried about me, God? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not laughing at your troubles, but I've done it many times. <laughs> don't you see? Don't you understand, God, what I'm going through? How many times God has delivered you? Oh, multitudes. Multitudes of times. You're going to be surprised when you get to heaven. He's going to put that videotape on and show you about your life. Just how many times he spared you. Don't you care, God? We're going to drown. We're going to sink. All right. <laughs> Just put you in that picture. Put you in that boat today, okay? Listen, you're facing the storm that's fixing to sink, and all of a sudden, Jesus is sleeping, and he's on a pillow taking it, and he's just sleeping. No evidence that Jesus was worried. <laughs> you know, I think personally, when Peter was in prison, you remember that time? When he was, they had him locked up, fixing to be killed by Herod in the book of Acts. And what was Peter doing? Sleeping. The angel had to slap him to wake him up. <laughs> Where did he learn that from? <laughs> I wonder if that's, that story here is what's penetrated Peter's heart. Because Jesus is sleeping in the midst of a storm. And where was that? <laughs> yeah, he says, well, let's start in verse 38 again. But when he, when he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we perishing? And he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. Wow, huh? And what he says, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. There wasn't even a ripple <laughs> of the water. 
my God, what a, you ever stop to think about what happened right here? He just got up. He rebuked it. He said, you're going to stop blowing, and you're going to stop blowing now. And everything was calm, right? My God, boy, we got a lot to learn, eh, Yvette? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> we got a lot to learn about what, he, what, what the power of God can do if we'd only believe. My Lord. And he said in verse 40, he said on them, why are you so fearful? Mm. How is it that you have no faith? Where's your faith this morning? Come on. I don't know about you, but I've been in them boat rides sometimes, spiritually speaking. I've been in them. Listen, I've been in some tough times. Listen, one of the toughest times that I ever had when I was running that machine and that man died on that machine. Listen, I'll tell you what. If it wouldn't have been for the grace of God, the people of God, I'd have flipped. If I wouldn't have had the Lord to turn to. Listen, you don't want to go through what I went through. And this is the man I preached the gospel to. He laughed at me. He was, I was running my machine, and he was flagging, right? And he ended up on the, under the wheel of a big motor grader. His head was smashed like a melon. I can still see it in my mind. And I'm sitting there. I got up there. I was hollering at him. He was dead. I said, what are you doing? Why were you there? It wasn't my fault. He wasn't supposed to be in the back. Of, I mean, the machine got, I mean... <laughs> But anyway, that, that plays on your mind. Satan comes. Yeah, but he's in hell now. It's because of you. Gonna burn for eternity. You want to wrestle with something? And have spiritually dealing with that? That was hard. But I'm going to tell you right now. If it wouldn't be in for the people of God. If it wouldn't be my faith in Oh man, hallelujah. It wouldn't be my faith in Jesus. My wife lived through that with me. Seeking why. And I thought about, Lord, I shared the gospel with this man. Lord, I tried to reach him. I could still see him. He would take everything I do, Brother Allen, tell him. He'd go to meet the other men. He would laugh at me, mock me, make fun of what I was telling him. But God brought healing in my life. Because I had to believe. No man done this. My wife would tell you. I went through that months of that stuff. Till God healed me and gave me the peace I needed, it don't bother me no more. Seriously, it don't. But God had to reach down and do something in my life. We're living in a time where there's a storm. We got a, we got a spiritual storm in America right now. Well, let me tell you something. You ain't seen no dark days, brother, that you're going to see in the next year coming up. Because God-hating people, God, I mean, Christian-hating people are running this country right now. And they're going to do everything they can do to take this book in, out, of, out of America. You can mark my word for it. They're going to shut down churches like this one. Oh, they don't mind the liberal churches. The ones that make you feel religious and, and, and everybody's okay and nobody's going to talk about sin. They're, not, they, they're going to let them stay because they need them. But those little churches like this one. That are preaching the truth and preaching the word of God and preaching against sin and preaching against the darkness in this country. They're going to try to get rid of it. See, they're not worried about prosperity preachers. They're going to use them. Because they're going to use them as an example to as all of us like they are. I am not a prosperity pimp. I don't live off the fat of people. Try to chalk and drive a... a, a, a a $100,000 car, drive a $24 million airplane. The, the, I won't get on that. <laughs> so Jenna said, <laughs> Ooh, it angers me so much. Hallelujah to see it. Thank God we got a good church. Yo, thank God we can come there. It might be just a few, but we can come together and hear the gospel. Most of the churches in America, you're not going to hear what you're hearing this morning. Because faith is not about what you can do for God. It's about what God can do for you. And that's what they preach. How God's going to make you rich and God's going to give you all of this wonderful stuff. And one preacher was hollering on, God's making me younger. 
lying through his teeth. God's God, I'm good, I'm, I'm wonderful, God loves me. I heard it, I said, come on, man. You call that preaching to God. These, I was praying for them this morning. I said, they're not preachers. Men standing behind a pulpit, professing to preach for God, but they're not. They're preaching for their own greedy gain, their own selfish needs. I read Genesis that scripture yesterday. The Bible calls them greedy dogs. Watchmen that are not attending to the flock. Yeah, Isaiah 56. You need to go read that in chapter 10. Mark that down. Go read. And tell me that's not the modern day prosperity pimps that, that are preaching on. Listen, forgive me. I know people listen to me on the internet. I mean what I'm saying. Seriously, I am. Because it's what it is. It's a mockery of the gospel. It's, 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 they call themselves preachers of the gospel. They're not preaching no gospel at all. One of them said he was, he's almost a billionaire. What? What is, many got little preachers, and I think about that all the time, preaching on the mission field. Don't know where the next meal's coming from, Ray. Could face dead tomorrow. And yet these, these pimps, that's what they are. They're not men of God. And I'm not going to apologize for it. If you can preach gain, gain, gain for yourself and call yourself a preacher, you, you, God's going to judge them. I'm not, here for my, I'm not in this church for money, I can guarantee you. I'm here, to, I want to preach the gospel and show you how to live for God. But we have that in America. I know a lot of people listening over the internet, and believe me, I pray for these men. I know, I pray for my acts for their souls. They're not saved. If they can do that and take from people that, that really need, they'll take, they'll take uh, uh, grandma's uh, last light bill if they have to, just so they can have this right here and do it. With no regrets. My God. Hallelujah. I'm getting off into something. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, just, it just upsets me. And if it upsets me, brother, how much it upsets him? You know? Don't put your faith in a preacher. Don't put your faith in me. Don't. I, I, I ain't, I'm going to be the first to say it. I am not perfect. Put your faith in Jesus. Amen? Listen, if everything blows up tomorrow and everything collapses, you have the word of God, you're going to make it. Amen? Okay. Where was I? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm almost finished. Let's just read verse 40 again. And he said on them, Where, why are you so fearful? How is it that you do not have faith or believe? And they feared him exceedingly. Who can do this? How can, how can this be that even the winds and the seas obey him? Let me read one more scripture, okay? I'm hoping that I'm getting across this morning. I really. Verse, and I'm going to read this to you. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said, if you can believe. Now, what, what's, what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about this morning, if you can believe what? People say, well, I believe God saved me, saved me, saved you from what? You ever stopped and asked yourself that question? Did he just save you from hell or saved you just to get you to heaven? He saved you from the corruption of this world. He saved you from, from this, the, the, grips, the grabs of Satan in your life. He saved you from so many things. If I ask everyone in here, are you, are you a believer? Are you a Christian? Are you saved? You probably say, yeah. But why, why can you believe for salvation and you can't believe for the rest of it? Is that not the same faith? Is it not the same faith? If, he, if, he, if you have faith to be saved, why can't you have this faith to be healed? Why can't you have the faith to be delivered? Why can't you have the faith to, to see your loved ones Saved. Why can't you have the faith? It's not, listen, it says, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. What is faith? Faith completely trusted in what God said and what Jesus said. My Lord, I don't know if you're getting this this morning. Faith is completely trusted in what Jesus said. 
So Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible, not some things, not, not half things, uh, 75% of things, all things are possible if you can believe. I want to read you a little, it's like a little prayer, okay? The writer, somebody wrote this, all right? Lord, you say in your word that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17, okay? My Lord, open my eyes and my mind so I can see you clearly. Place within me the desire to know you. For you have promised that the just shall live by faith. My Lord, ain't that powerful? Put it in my mind, in my heart. Help me to draw close. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith in what? Faith in what Jesus promised in his word. Listen, if you, you leave here with that, you're going to have victory, okay? Not because I said it. It's because all things are possible for those that believe. My, my, my job as a pastor here is, is to teach you to believe in God's word, okay? You leave here with the word of God in your heart, you're going to overcome. He said it. It's impossible that tribulations will not come, but woe to them. By who? You know, woe to them that offend one God's little ones. It's better a millstone be hanging about his neck and thrown. Listen, people come against you, they're in trouble with God. Oh, they hurt you, they're in trouble with God. I said, they hurt you, they're in trouble with God. And God is not up there just letting you make it. God is on your side. God is your protector. God is your savior. God's your provider. God, and that all comes through one little word, faith. And what he accomplished in this word. I'm going to ask you again this morning before I close. Where's your faith? Is your faith... In me? No, <laughs> please. Is your faith in this church? Is your faith in your husband or your wife? I'll tell you what, I have, I have a certain amount of faith in Janice. Because I know she's going to do right. But that's the furthest I can go with her because she can't save me. And she can't heal me. Come on, somebody. She'll take care of everything else, my needs, every, what I need. But when it comes down to overcoming, though she can play a part in praying for me, she's still not the overcomer. Jesus is very clear when he says, uh, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. I have, not, not Lanny, <laughs> but him. So as much as you can do for your, your husband, Yvette, or Brother Alan for Sister Ethel, or Mama, well, her husband passed on, but... <laughs> but as much as you think you can only go a limited amount of faith to what you can put in a, a human being because I am capable and she's capable of hurting me and I'm capable of hurting her but you see God don't do it that way his word is sure let's stand up a minute amen I want to ask you some don't turn it off yet y'all. I want to pray with the people that are listening on the internet we're not only preaching to you this morning. They have a lot of people listening. I've heard people say, well, we listen to that program. And people listening. Right, Lord? They got people listening. We don't know where they're at, but God knows where they're at. They could be down the road or they could be in another state, or another country. And they needed to hear this this morning because they're wrestling. Listen, as bad as you might be having it, there's some people having it a whole lot worse. There are some people, and I think about it, and you can go watch TV, and I watch those programs, little babies barely swollen like that, and mom and daddy can't provide for them. Come on. What a heart-wrenching. Watching their babies die. And they have as much love for their children as you have for yours. And they, all they see is, is torture, and all they see is suffering. Day after day after day. We can put our faucet on and get water. They got to walk miles 
to go find a, a, a hole that maybe is, is infested with all kind of stuff to get a little bit of water. But we take for granted. Have you ever been to that? No. Have you ever seen one of your children in starvation? No. Have you ever seen? Listen, you have to, you can, you can learn a lot by watching these programs. And you can say, but thank you, God. Forgive me for complaining. <laughs> Lord, why don't you give me a bigger house? Go live what they, go look at what they live in. You're going to see how big your house is. Cardboard boxes, pieces of wood nailed together. Nothing. Living around unsanitized, infested cesspools. That's why I, I said to myself, how in the world? How in the world? And you know what? That's all because of false religion. That's all because of denying God. A lot of these places, America has been blessed. America has, listen, we complain about any little thing, us, with full bellies. <laughs> we complain about things when, when they don't know what their next meal is. Some the little kids I watch, they go, on, they go to the trash piles and, and, and to find a little piece of bread they can maybe bring home, right, that they can eat. We don't know suffering. I mean, we don't want to go through trials and tests, but believe me, it ain't nothing to compare to what a lot of believers are going through when they're facing death and beheading. And, and listen, they're Muslims especially, man. I'll tell you what, I don't want to get on them, but they do some horrible things to Christians. They do some horrible, horrible, and if I, probably your stomach turn. In the name of their God. <laughs> But we here come to church, and it bothers me when I see a lot of people coming sometimes. But listen, what's going to happen when it ain't going to be here? What's going to happen when you either you go to church, you die? <laughs> and it happens all over the world today. Most of the countries are killing Christians. About you never hear about it on TV because we don't want to make the world's, world uh, have pity for the poor little Christians. But we can have pity for everybody else. God loves us. Thank God. I, I can't depend on the government. I can't depend on man. I have to depend on the Lord. Hallelujah. Where's your faith this morning? Is it in Jesus? That's all I want to say this morning. Really serious. That, that's the point I'm trying to get across. Whatever you face, God is with you. You got to remember that. Leave with that today, okay? Seriously, leave that. God is not forsaking you. He loves you. He's going to watch over you. Where's your faith this morning? Well, if my wife would do better or my husband would do better, it'd be a better life. No, listen, your wife and your husband is not the problem. Because <laughs> if you can believe God, God will change the husband or the wife or the children or whatever's causing you problem. I've, listen, I'm, I'm not even, I'm getting up, I'm not even worried anymore. I'm putting my trust in God. I'm not going to heaven without one hoof left behind. <laughs> Listen, old the devil Pharaoh can holler all he wants, but he cannot outdo my God. I don't care how 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 much lies the devil puts on you, how much how much trouble he brings you away. He cannot on he cannot undo or outdo the God of my Lord, my Savior. Never. That's old saying says. People say, well, you know what? I'm a gift to God. God needs me. You can't outgive God. <laughs> you little petty. Money that you give sometimes, and that's all wonderful. I'm not knocking it. That's good. We all got to do it. But it's not, you're never going to outgive God. <laughs> when I think about what He's done for me, what a day that will be when my Savior I shall see. How the song goes? I look upon His face, even by His grace. If I. And, what a day, a wonderful day that will be. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you, God. That I gave the word that you wanted me to give, Father, as you spoke to me yesterday. That my faith, our faith, has to be in Jesus. The more I go, Lord, the more you've been showing me that we have to focus on Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord God. 
in the name of Jesus for what you're doing in this church and for the work that you're doing. For those that listen by the internet, Lord God, we pray for them also. God, we pray for that, those people that are listening, for those that are, are struggling right now and they need a good God faith. Work in their lives. Establish that in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen.